This episode of Pondering Nerdcast was brought to you by GamingRebellion.com. Join the community today at GamingRebellion.com, where it's more than just games. Hey guys, what's up? This is Lance John in the Pondering Nerdcast. Along with me tonight is Alyssa Spector. Hey guys. And also joining us tonight is Mac Colley. Um, he's the lead developer, uh, lead VR developer at Bardlight Studios. Uh, so we're going to be sitting down with him, and we're going to be talking about some of the really cool stuff he's doing with his um, with his work. What it come, what it consider, I wish is a concerning VR and where that's going to go. Um, but before we get started, um, Mac, why don't you tell everybody about a little bit about yourself, um, about the studio, and what you you know what you're doing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey there. I'm glad to uh, be on your show. My name is Mac. Uh, I'm the lead VR developer and the founder of Borrowed Light Studios. We're a game company focusing on VR uh, experiences and games. And our upcoming game is called Spectro, which um, is basically a haunted house exploration where you're searching through houses that are procedurally generated and you're looking for ghosts and hidden objects to trap the ghosts in. Um, so uh, we also did an, exper- an experience recently that allowed you to walk inside of a Van Gogh painting. And that was a little more of a casual experience rather than a game. Um, and that's released now on the Oculus Store. Oh, cool, cool. So um, when exactly did you start getting involved with like VR development for like video games? like? Was this something you set out to do as a developer, or are you just kind of like, this is what's on the horizon now, I'm going to you know, try it out? Like, you know, I was like, what's the progression to that? Sure. Yeah, I actually started in film and animation. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I've been doing animation ever since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of started with stop motion and hand-drawn, and then as I progressed, I got more into CG animation, and I studied a lot of uh, computer graphics and computer animation in college, along with film. Um, and so I kind of really, the you know, got my start with that, and then sort of gradually got into some interactive stuff. Um, kind of messed around with some of the early tools, like Pro Tool, um, sorry, Virtuals back in the day, which is like a precursor to what Unity is today. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I just kind of. Uh, you know, made some little prototypes and, and whatnot, didn't really release much. But then um, in the past few years, uh, just about three years ago now, uh, right when that uh, Kickstarter fin- uh, launched for Oculus, I, uh, I saw that and I got, you know, really interested in, uh, in the idea of making VR content. And uh, so I really just kind of d- dove in uh, and learned uh, more of the coding process because I already had a lot of uh, the animation and modeling experience, and, uh, and and that's when I kind of uh, came up with the idea for this um, this uh, you know experience where you could walk through a Van Gogh painting, um, and, uh, and and it kind of started as a as a short film idea, but kind of uh, evolved into this uh, VR experience that uh, I ended up submitting to the Oculus Mobile Jam uh, last year, and, uh, and that won for the apps and experiences category 
uh, in the community choice and then in the, uh, in the main track as well. So that was a pretty, um, you know, uh, unexpected, but, but nice surprise, uh, to happen. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I actually heard about that, uh, Vincent Van Gogh, uh, VR experience and I, I kind of wish uh, I had a chance to see this on the VR. I don't know if was it at Indicate? <laughs> uh, I didn't I didn't have that with me at Indicate. I was just showing our early uh, demo of Spe uh, Spectro, but yeah, I it's it's available for free on the Gear VR store and then soon it will be on the Oculus Rift store as well. Oh. Because it looks it looks gorgeous. I'm a big fan of Van Gogh. So. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Are you yeah. gonna do? Would you experiment with like other artists too? Like, would you do like an MC Escher? <laughs> that could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen some 3D interpretations of of MC Escher before. I'm not sure about VR, but yeah, I mean, that would be really cool to explore something like that. Um, in the future, yeah, maybe. I mean, I've gotten a lot of interest from people about kind of continuing that, you know, artist's uh, adaptation kind of thing and working with some other paintings and painters. But you never know. I mean, that, that could be something we do down the line. Um, very cool. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, you, you, you said uh, you won a prize. What you say it was called uh, Oculus VR Mobile, um, a mobile gym. That's what it's called. Uh, the mobile uh, jam. So it was the, oh. yeah, so Oculus <laughs> held a, uh, a game jam for the Gear VR basically last year. And uh, so I submitted the Night Cafe, which is the Van Gogh VR experience I made um, for that. And yeah, that's, so it actually took uh, two awards there, which, you know, was very, uh, very surprising, but very nice. So. Uh, a little bit of a humble brag. I get it. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's really cool how you did the the textures too to look just like a Van Gogh painting, like the lamp uh, from the ceiling. Uh, like what what uh what tools did you use to to do that? Yeah. So that it's all um, the game engine I'm using is Unity. Um, so that particle system that I use for the lamps is actually Unity's particle system. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just customized it with, uh, textures and, and colors and, and some, uh, of the animation properties, but, uh, all the models, uh, were actually modeled in Maya and then painted in a program called Mudbox. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so then I brought that all into Unity, uh, basically. Oh, very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, it sounds like you're extremely talented when it comes to that sort of thing. <laughs> I can never get Photoshop to work right, so you're, you're miles away than what I can do. <laughs> have you, have you ever done any 3D modeling at all? Or? Um, I've tried. and failed. I would like to. <laughs> I I would like to. I mostly, I, you know, I'm an illustrator, so I've, most, I've been using Photoshop for God knows how long, but... Uh, I have no experience with 3D modeling. Yeah, you should go for it. I mean, nowadays, you know, they're kind of streamlining the interfaces. It's more and more intuitive, especially with some of these sculpting programs like ZBrush or Mudbox. Mm -hmm. They really let you get in there and kind of use your artist's brain rather than your technical brain to kind of, you know, build out the models. But mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, I'm actually, is, is your avatar picture, is that your illustration? Or? Yes. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah, I like your style. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit more about the game that we, because me and Melissa, we met you at Indicate a, a few weeks ago. Um, and the game that you showed off, which, you know, I, I did, when I met you, I did say that I was not really a fan of the VR gear. And, you know, it's like, I, I quite honestly wasn't expecting what I experienced. Because I thought it would just be like, oh, well, you know, it's phone, it's whatever, you know. But I right. have to say I was thoroughly impressed with the uh, the demo that I got to play um, with just how smooth things were, the details and everything. Um, you tell us a little bit more about that game. Like, what, what are, you know, your plans for it? Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great to hear that we were able to uh, change your expectations about gear. Because yeah. I think, actually, yeah, I mean, gear, like... It is on the on a surface level, you know, it's not so powerful compared to a PC, so you can't really, you know, push as many polygons or, or textures, but you can still create a pretty compelling experience, and, um, and you know, it's going to be interesting to see which becomes the sort of leading platform, you know, the mobile headsets or the PC more expensive headsets. But, uh, but yeah, so that game, um, you know, Spectro, we're um, we're still kind of early in development, so what you saw was like like one step above our, our prototype. Um, so we're uh, we're basically um, you know it's a game where you're searching through these this uh, haunted house that is always changing every time you play, um, and so there's always new places to explore and and items to find, and um, and as you search through the house there's ghosts around that you have to avoid until you have the object that will trap them uh at which point then you can go chase them down and, and trap them in the object so you're trying to clear each house of all the uh all the ghosts and then return to your your headquarters uh oh. for the next mission yeah i didn't see the ghost. i unfortunately i didn't get to see the ghosts <laughs> yeah, when like, I, uh... right yeah like i said we're it's still kind of early on so the ghosts actually yeah randomly wanders around the demo right now but there's not like direct uh interaction where you're you're trapping them or anything so that's the, the next demo i'll have to show you guys and i love the whole idea that you were able to just look around and uh look for the items i thought that was i thought that was really cool like maybe that's why i missed the ghost because i was so focused on <laughs> finding the items yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, I think like there's something really compelling about just looking around, uh, you know, virtual spaces in VR. And so we kind of wanted to focus, make you know, make that one of our big focuses for the game, where you're really encouraged to look in every nook and cranny and and look for those things. Uh, and there'll be um, different other types of uh, power ups and things that you'll be able to find around. But uh, but yeah, no, that's that's cool to hear. Yeah, I remember. I rem I remember even like picking up something like a briefcase from the floor. I remember having to tilt my head all the way down uh, yeah. to pick it up. It was cool. Yeah, we're you know for the actual desktop versions using Vive and Rift, we do want to support the uh, gesture controls, so you can actually you know grab items. Um, you might need to inspect certain items to see if it's the right one. Um, and then also perform things like maybe 
uh, our, our, we have an energy beam mechanic where when you're trapping the ghost, you're going to have to aim that, uh, you know, accurately. So I feel like it would be cool to get more of the, the vibe type controls, um, in the, uh, in those versions as well. Okay, cool. Have you guys had a chance to try Vive or the Oculus Rift with the touch controls at all? Um, I, I had a chance to uh, play around with the Oculus Dev Kit Two, and okay. um, Vive. I didn't. I have not been. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance though. But I did get a chance to play around with the uh, PlayStation VR. Um, that's so far, other than the. Um, the uh, Gear VR uh, is probably like the most comfortable one <laughs> that I've had to had the pleasure of playing around with. Uh, yeah. So, like my, uh, I know for me personally, my experience with VR is a bit. It's not. It's it's not where I want it to be. I actually want more. <laughs> so you know, right. like, yeah, yeah. So it's like you I want just, the full immersion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's what you know what VR is happening uh, this seems like the year for vr so um and there's some interesting news coming out on either end of the spectrum of like you know how people are interested or not or whatever but um i would say i'm excited that i see a lot of people like especially when we're in decade we see we saw a lot of vr um, related stuff and i'm right. it's really cool to see so many people behind it already and because it, it seems i mean even though it's not new but it's really really cool and interesting to see how quickly that's developing and how it's being used in such a different space and um especially with the gear vr um happening on the phone which you know by far because it because because you don't have that huge set of cables coming out the back of your head <laughs> connected to yeah it's like you have a a sense of weightlessness and like um, just kind of more freedom of mobility. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually a really good point about you know mobile VR is as much as you know the fidelity of the experience can be increased with with the Vive. You know when you have that tetherless experience, it's mm -hmm. it's really freeing, and you know it's it's kind of you know the convenience factor is is so much higher for that. So I actually in many ways prefer that just because of that, but. Um, but you know, like I just got my Oculus Rift, the the new one, and it's like the the screen quality is so amazing that it's like you know you can really get a lot of crisp uh, details in the image. That's pr pretty impressive. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's interesting how you know really how close the mobile experience can be. And, you know, if you look at something like the recently announced Google Daydream, you know, yes, really, yeah, yeah, yeah that, like they're going to open it up a lot to, uh, you know, a lot of different users who maybe can't afford the full PC and, and Rift setup, you know, just there, as long as they have a new phone, you know, it's going to support like a pretty premium uh, experience. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying out their Daydream controller as well, um, which looks pretty cool. It's kind of like a Wii controller. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh. They have somebody from Nintendo working there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be great. I'd love to see Nintendo get involved in uh, in VR in some way. That would yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know about VR, but they kind of already started with the whole 3DS thing. Like, oh, well, they used to, they tried the VR a long time right. ago virtual with the boy. virtual. <laughs> no, no we, we shouldn't talk, we shouldn't speak of virtual boy. That is. <laughs> the headaches, the headaches. That yeah. <laughs> but still, Nintendo I, was like, I don't know if they were the first to try it, but they tried I, I, it. I, I Watch, they'll bring it back. They'll come out with advanced virtual <laughs> virtual boy two thousand three thousand or virtual you know two thousand sixteen. That'll be the new thing with the the next. I bet. Yeah, that, all, that could be a instead thing. of all red, it's just going to be all green or some other kind of green. Yeah, and they'll they'll add the Rob uh yeah, the robot with it too. Just oh on. yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I mean you have to give him credit for trying that. Like that was. You know, pretty early to be trying to bring out a consumer VR experience. Like, right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if they were, you know, it's a smart move or not, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, and when when you think about it, like the Wiimote isn't really that new either. They already had like the Zapper gun, which was able to, you know, they had like sensors. Yeah, uh, a bit of I mean, you had control, a, yeah. Yeah, it was, they already had a... Yeah, power gloves. That was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was like what the Wii... That, that, the Wii remote is what the, uh, the power glove was supposed to be, right? Like where you move your hand around right, and it would... Yeah. Like, it wasn't a glove. I mean, you can put like a little glove on the Wii remote. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the power glove was a very interesting thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> and it can never fit in my hand for whatever reason, but it's, it's a pretty interesting piece of uh, hardware. Um, yeah. um, early on, you mentioned that you uh, you study film, like you said, you started out in film and animation. Uh, is that something you hope to incorporate in your um, game development when it comes to VR to give uh, you know really cool uh, immersive cutscenes with your games and stuff like that? Because I'm pretty right. sure that that sort of experience calls you know will most likely call it back to your game development as well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in exploring you know storytelling in VR. I think that like it's you know, you can't really do the same types of techniques that you'd use in traditional filmmaking. Mm. You really have to rethink a lot of the ways, you know, you move a camera or you move, you know, you almost have to stage the characters and the scene around the player rather than the reverse. Right. So, yeah, I think there's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about like, you know, trying out new techniques with storytelling and, and kind of really giving um, the, the VR experiences that we make sort of, uh, you know, really, you know, quality characters and animation. Um, I think that's pretty important for, for immersing the, the player. Wow, cool, cool, cool. Um, cool. And one, one other question I have for, like, in your development and stuff, like, when it comes to, say, um, one, one thing I've always noticed when it comes to sound on VR, it's uh, very important to have that with your games and stuff like that. Have you run into any sort of challenging challenges where that is concerned um you know how do you mold sound to fit this 3d environment is it any harder or easier have you found it's uh you know it's it's interesting because yeah it's a, it's a little bit more difficult you can't just you know take um you know a, a layered track and just kind of like you know stack up your different channels and and sort of mix the sound that way 
you have to really consider where the placement is of each of the sounds in the environment. Um, and in that way, it's actually quite a bit of fun to kind of play around with the sound design and, uh, and kind of build out the, the world through sound as well. Because, you know, even in film, it's like sound is such a big component that, you know, if you, if you mute, like, obviously the, the classic example with sound is Star Wars. Like if you mute that, you're missing really like half the experience. Right. And it's the same with, with um, something like VR where, you know, you can fill in all these details in the player's imagination with sound design, you know, outside a window, obviously you can put a whole, uh, you know, c city soundscape. So you really get a sense of where you are. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then really just playing around with not only the placement on sort of a 2D grid space, but mm -hmm. also in a vertical space, um, you can play more with that than I think you ever could before. And so depending on where the player, if they're standing up, they hear it a little louder, or if they're crouching down towards the source, you know, you can really uh, build the immersion in that way too, which is cool. Oh, cool, cool. I, I would imagine, yeah. Um, so, uh, where exactly do you see, you know, in your opinion, um, with the incredible hype and I would say demand on VR? <laughs> I only say I only say it like that because the the barrier to entry to VR is pretty high right now. Um, right. Besides, you know, if you wanted to go through the PC space, um, but other there are other options out there. But what do you think, in your opinion, as a developer in VR? Like, what do you think? Um, do you think this is uh, the next evolution in gaming or storytelling period um, going forward? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've definitely drank the Kool-Aid, so <laughs> I'm, I'm fully uh, into it. But, you know, seeing just the advancements that have been made since the original Oculus, you know, development kit, what was that, two years ago to now, I mean, it's, it's really impressive. And you know, where once, you know, a certain, you know, demos were making me sick every other demo. Now, more and more, it's just like not even a problem. So mm -hmm. I think that that is kind of one of the factors in, in getting people to really uh, fully uh, sort of into the, the medium. But yeah, I mean, I think there's so much potential. I don't think it's going to overtake every other medium by any means. Like, mm -hmm. I'll always want that experience of like, just kicking back and watching a movie, you know, and like, that's great. Like, I really enjoy that. But I do think there's another sort of, you know, so many new possibilities with VR and immersing, uh, you know, even for film, immersing a viewer so that their whole peripheral vision is filled with the film and the, and the scenery. And, you know, that it's more than just an, even an IMAX experience or a 3D TV. It's like, it's not that you think you're a character in the story, but that you feel really there like you can't really in any other medium that I've seen. So, yeah, I, I think there's so much potential for that um, and kind of playing around with the storytelling possibilities there uh, and gameplay possibilities there that it's going to be really interesting because right now, you know, everyone's kind of like trying all these different things, you know, seeing what sticks and, you know, a lot of things don't work, but there's, there's been a several, you know, some really cool stuff that's been working out, um, you know, new uh, ways to move the camera that, uh, you, you know, you couldn't before. And so it's, it's going to be interesting.
to say. All right, so it's cool when it comes to your thoughts on, um, you know, where you think entertainment is going, where VR is concerned, and how people interact with that sort of thing. Um, uh, b- before we uh, started the show, I, I know you and Alyssa were talking about them integrating VR into uh, roller coaster rides. Um, right. And it, it, from the commercials I've seen and videos I've seen, it looks like a Gear VR. Um, from if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah it, I think so. I think in the I think uh, Six Flags is doing sort of a, a pilot program with Gear VRs. Um, Sort of retrofitting some of their roller, like older roller coasters with this new experience. Right. So yeah, that, that is it's interesting that they're using gears. I guess it's just the portability factor. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, it makes more more sense and easier to clean up. I guess <laughs> wipe it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't right. imagine using a VR headset on a roller coaster though. <laughs> I know. I think it would like fly off my you know my head if I had it on. I, yeah. I they they. To- I'm afraid to wear sunglasses on a roller coaster. <laughs> Never mind a VR headset. I mean, unless it's like really strapped to your head, or maybe they, you know, they'll be making roller coasters with like their own VR headsets attached to the ride itself or something. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, right now I, it's interesting because I've been on some roller coasters where. Um, you know, you don't actually have to harness in uh, there. You know, like the just the momentum, and I guess just the g-force, on, like pushing you towards the seat, is enough to keep you in place. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know it's the same principle with with this. It's not going to fly off. It's just, maybe it would just like you know move down on your face or something. You have to readjust it. But um, I, I, I'm really curious to try those experiences because. I mean, I think there's a lot of potential for bringing in those sort of, you know, haptic physical experiences mm-hmm. into a VR, you know, experience. And, and the combination, definitely, I think there's a lot of potential um, there. I don't know. Have you guys seen The the Void? Yes. At all? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. actually talked about that, I think, on a, like a, on a, show, on a long previous time show. Yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That looks Very amazing. Cool. I would love to try that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm scared, I mean, but I'll try. I know it looks really impressive, um, and it's like you know they're building all these you know physical sets that you're running around. And I guess you have a, in that case, it's actually a very premium headset. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the Rift or, or something like that, but it's um, and then they have a sort of a powerful gaming laptop that you're you have on your backpack. Hmm. So that's, I think that's like the cutting edge of that kind of experience right now. Oh, okay. I didn't think about that, them having some sort of rig in the backpack to power the headset. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it allows them to really like push the, you know, the fidelity of the graphics even further with that. But, Hmm. um, you know, I've seen, I think they actually recently are, had a deal with some theme parks. So I'll be curious to see if they, uh, if that actually takes off and becomes like a big thing. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I think I think I saw something like um I think in Japan there's like this anime series called Sword Art Online and I uh, Yes, IBM uh was talking about that. But Yeah, um, I I've, I've never watched the show, but what I know about it is like it's about kids going into like a virtual reality like role-playing game mm-hmm. and I guess it was I don't know if it was a theme park, but they started like this new project where uh 
each player gets to like I don't know they stepped in like some kind of like I don't know they're standing in some kind of uh, seat or some kind of I don't know they're standing in something which you know moves them around and it makes them right. feel like they're in they're walking around like the world they're in and they're meeting up with other people uh, in like other players inside that virtual world which I guess is the same as like in the you anime know, yeah. show. Yeah, that sounds like I've heard of that show, but then there's also have you guys um, heard of the book Ready Player One? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm actually currently so. reading it. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's it's a really cool book. It's like um, so. Have you? I mean, I guess you've started reading about like the Oasis and how that like virtual. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's very similar to the. Uh, I, I also seen the anime as well. The uh, it's like two three seasons of it. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just check that out. But yeah, no, it's. I mean, I think haptics and VR. There's that's an area where there's going to be a lot of room for development and seeing how the big companies, you know, approach that, or even if it's these smaller companies like the void who are, seem to be, yeah, again, like just sort of inventing all these new ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, at the same time, it's like with haptics, there's so much potential for like, if you get it wrong, like really making the player sick because uh, it's, yeah. I guess what's worse than like not having any haptic feedback is having the wrong haptic feedback. Mm. So you're like, you know, you can only imagine if on the roller, you know, the Six Flags roller coaster, instead of going forward in the game, you're going backwards and you're just complete mismatch. You're probably. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be um, very much of an issue. A lot more people vomited in uh, Elder Sun. <laughs> Yeah. See, I think the I think the next step is like being able to, I guess you know, like with virtual reality, is seeing like yourself in in virtual reality, like seeing your own hands. Complete immersion. Complete yeah. immersion, like <laughs> full body immersion, yeah. and you That'll can run cool. yeah. while yeah. while you're running, but you know. Yeah. You'd have to be standing in place, like that's. I mean, the vibe gets close to that experience where it's not like actually tracking your, you know, your fingers and everything, but just the handheld controllers give you a pretty cool sensation of having your, you know, your body in virtual reality, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, it really kind of tricks your brain sometimes, where you know you don't even think twice about picking up virtual objects with those controllers. Um, so that's. That's pretty cool. But then, yeah, I think it's going to, you know, they're going to add things like uh, finger tracking and maybe like I could imagine a glove interface being pretty cool where you just put on a glove and mm-hmm. all you know, your fingers are perfectly tracked. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Elite Motion is doing some cool stuff with optical uh, hand tracking. And it's, you know, they've gotten pretty good about, you know, the precision of it so that, you know, different hand gestures. And this could even be something for like a, a social experience. I guess even like that sort of kind of thing where you, uh, you know, you can wave, you can, you know, thumbs up or other, you know, hand gestures I could imagine. Like you could do all kinds of uh, uh, stuff with that. And, you know, but yeah, bringing more and more, you know, uh, of your physical body into the experience is probably cool. Yeah, I I, I think that's what the you know, that thing with Sword Online was doing, I think that they were actually, like, scanning their whole bodies to be rendered as, like, 3D avatars. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, mm, not not really. No. But, yeah, in the show itself, um, they, they actually uh, it was a it was a helmet they put on, and um, and I believe it connects through. If I if I remember this correctly, like it, there was some sort of physical connection between them and the actual unit. And uh, it, it, it was almost like a download of your consciousness into your avatar. Um, mm-hmm. And the person who created Sword Art Online is kind of insane. But like <laughs> he he decided to lock because it was like the hottest game, like how Overwatch is. If you if you heard of you know, right? Oh, yeah, I haven't like, played it. Yeah, the insanity that's happening there was the same thing for this. So except. What he did, what the creator did was he locked everybody into the virtual reality game. So he pretty much put everybody into this comatose state. And I'm talking millions of players. And um, oh. so it's basically you, like makers. Yeah. So if you died in the game, it could potentially affect your, your brain activity in the real world as well. So, oh, so it's like the Matrix. Yeah, pretty, yeah it's pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and, Inception. Right. And so what IBM is trying to do is uh, kind of create the same. They're using the sword art thing because apparently we really love the interface and how all that all had happened. And um, it was just kind of weird that they're trying, they're using that as a reference where the well, storyline was so messed up. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. saying those who are participating in the demonstration, they're they're able to scan their bodies, which are then rendered as 3D avatars for the demonstration. Oh, it's probably not like that in the anime, but the right. technology. Yeah, saying, this is a real, a real game that people are doing now too. There, it's a sword art or yeah. a sword uh, art game that you're they're scanning people's. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, like oh. they're trying to do the whole total, total immersion thing. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it's they, they have like little trackers on your feet so they can you can like mimic walking. You can um, run in place. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting that they cho- they they chosen because they even when they were talking about it in the video, they actually referenced it online, which is like again, I said it's it's just like after seeing anime, so terrible things happen in that in that show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it sounds yeah. pretty uh, like a pretty interesting anime. But yeah, yeah, it, it's very much so. Uh, but um, uh, Matt, can you tell us a little bit more about like where you hope to go in the future with your studio and the games that you're creating? Um, like you know, what's next for you guys uh, besides sure. this particular game here? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we're really interested in exploring. Um, you know, different types of storytelling in VR. So uh, Spectro is uh, more of an exploration experience, uh, sort of um, casual uh, action type of game as well. Uh, but we, we really want to try different things and see, you know, what are the different game genres that work well in VR. So, you know, our next project is actually going to be just a, a short film Um with uh, animated characters uh, that has some interaction in it as well. But yeah, I mean, we really just want to create really interesting worlds to explore uh, and interact with. And, you know, I mean, our, our, our goal is uh, in the near future to really come up with uh, multiplayer experiences as well, because I do think that, you know, the full potential of VR is when you have, you know, your friends in there as well. So. You know, a lot of people talk about how it's an isolating type of medium, but it's really, it's not when you, when you see these experiences that allow you to yeah, have, you know, a multiplayer game where like, like we're talking about, you know, you, you really get 
full immersion with you, know, you can throw things back and forth with your hands. There's there's so much potential for that as well. So um, so yeah, we just want to create cool worlds to uh, to explore. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, yeah. So um, well, it looks like we are a bit out of time. Uh, so. Uh, Mac, once again, tell everybody where they can find out more about you if you want to be stalked, you know, or, um, you know, <laughs> or start the studio, I would say. And, you know, uh, and also like when, you know, when you guys hope to release your uh, next up, uh, upcoming, uh, which is, I should say, story experience in, in the game form. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so um, you can check us out at borrowedlightvr.com. Uh, so we post pretty regular, um, you know, news about the, the company and, and our upcoming products. Um, also, uh, our Twitter is borrowed light VR and, um, and the game is coming out, uh, this November, um, if all goes as planned. So, um, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, and hopefully we'll have, uh, some more videos and screenshots released very soon on our blog. Very cool. Very cool. All right. And uh, that was our interview with uh, Mac Colley. Uh, See, I'm, I'm always messing up everybody's name. But <laughs> I got this one right. Mac Colley of yeah. Bored Light Studios. <laughs> the lead VR developer over there um, of a game called Spectro, which will be coming out later on this year. Uh, you know, so if you have if you have deep pockets and you have one of those VR headsets, I hope you you definitely pick it up, you know. Um, yeah, I know I know. Alyssa and I enjoyed the uh, demo that yeah. we had privilege to play. Um, and it's very cool. <laughs> I was I'm not gonna lie, I was very impressed, and you know I very hard to impress. So, <laughs> so um, I still I mad. Was, I still mad. I couldn't see the. I, I didn't get to see the ghosts, but. Uh, <laughs> but I better look next time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, I, uh, I, no, I got to see the uh, ghost, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I thought it was, uh, no, I thought it was really cool. I can't wait until to, uh, until to see the, um, the, the finished product. product. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe was, I might have a Gear VR then. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The only thing was, like, when I was playing it, uh, I was so worried, like, I was going to like bump into someone for because Move around, uh, yeah. Yeah, cuz when I'm moving around like I'm not moving my feet, but it felt like as I'm moving forward into the different rooms, I felt like I was it felt like I was about to like walk into one of the rooms. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I was afraid like I'm going to bump into somebody, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, very very cool stuff and um you know, hopefully I'll have a chance to play the ad that um that uh Van Gogh's uh the night cafe mm, yeah because that looks gorgeous and yeah you know, it, it, it is looks, definitely a pretty cool looking um piece of work that he did there uh, beautiful stuff <laughs> yeah, very very yeah but uh but guys um don't forget to check out gamerebellion.com that's where you can find the Pondry Nerdcast but also on our own website uh, pondrynerds.com uh but you know Definitely head over to Game Rebellion. That's where the podcasts live. You know, you find all the really cool articles and community there. 
Um, you know, if you're into retro games, if you're into, you know, they're not just talk about retro, they don't just don't talk about retro games, they talk about new games too, but, you know, their specialty is retro games, in my in my opinion, uh, but I could be completely wrong about that, but no, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not wrong about that, they they love talking about retro games there, and I like, I like reading their articles and some of the stuff they talk about, um, yeah, and uh, also don't forget to find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, Google Music Play. Uh, so, you know, definitely subscribe, rate, you know, criticism, whatever, you know, all that good stuff, wherever you can find us. Uh, until next time, guys, we love you for listening. Uh, bye for now. Bye, guys. <laughs>